You're listening to the Ministry Grow Show, brought to you by Reliant Creative, the creative agency for gospel-centered ministries. Find out more at ReliantCreative.org. Welcome to the Ministry Grow Show, a podcast dedicated to helping churches and ministries grow and make more effective impacts for the kingdom of God in an ever-changing digital world. Whether you're building and growing a gospel-centered ministry or leading a church, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other ministry leaders, you've come to the right place. All right, welcome back to the Ministry Grow Show. Today on the show, we're going to be talking with San, Than Bartsend. He is the CEO and co-founder of Unseen. Uh, Than, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Zach. So real quick, can you give us a, a quick uh, summary of Unseen and what you guys are doing, what kind of organization you are, and um, maybe just share a, a quick summary of how you got started as a nonprofit? Certainly. Uh, yeah, Unseen is accelerating the fight against human trafficking and its root causes. Uh, we are working with organizations around the world that have both a history of success and those that are poised for growth. And I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners out there are familiar with human trafficking, but if you're not, this is over $150 billion industry right now in the world that's affecting more than 40 million people. And what our research has shown is that one in four of those victims is a child. And so while this is an incredibly dark subject and something that has really permeated a lot of uh, lives and culture, uh, we've seen that God has raised up incredible folks that are already combating these issues. And at Unseen, we are not starting new uh, rescue facilities. Uh, we're partnering with uh, incredible groups that are already engaged in this fight uh, so they can grow their uh, reach and impact as many people as possible. So can you share maybe some examples of projects you're working on right now that have maybe excited you and, and um, seen where you've seen a lot of growth with the organizations that you partner with? Yeah, absolutely. So I get a get about a 15-page report uh, from our program team every other week uh, highlighting uh, some of the major accomplishments of our partners. But uh, in our annual report that is available on our website for anybody that wants to check out, we do have a few of those stories, uh, you know, just of some of our partner growth and activity. But as a portfolio, our partners have grown uh, from $3.6 million this last year to a uh, total portfolio revenue of almost a million and a half, or excuse me, 11 and a half million. And so uh, overall, our partner's wealth is being generated in a tremendous new way, but that's not our only measurement. Uh, Unseen's partners went and uh, served over 3.3 million people last year in 35 countries. And so when we take a look at some of the stats, you know, one of the important things is to remember that each of these people is an individual with a name and a face and a story uh, that God cares a tremendous deal for. And so while we are measuring a lot of the data that is coming in, we think that's tremendously important. We want to balance that with, uh, you know, the individual story of one, uh, as these are one person at a time that are being cared and served um, across the world. So if you want to get uh, more specific or granular with it, you know, one of our partners that I think you're familiar with uh, has had some tremendous rescue efforts in India this past year. Uh, as uh, I actually went and met with uh, one of our partners, Jeff, 
uh, in D.C. Yeah, we met up uh, when we were both there for a meeting with the State Department. And he was flipping through his phone, showing me one of the rescue efforts that had just taken place with the little guys in the machine shop. And so we're excited to see groups like like Jeff and his uh, team at JVI really, uh, really hit some new strides in their funding this next year. Uh, another one of our partners, you know, when we started working with them, we're hovering right around that 150000 a year range. Mm-hmm. And this year they reported that they have cracked through that 750000 mark. And so we're looking at, you know, a tremendous return and on Unseen's investment and are just celebrating their growth as all of that is their work. You know, we're simply here accelerating that work and supporting them with everything that they need to go raise their own money from their own donors and build those relationships and then uh, celebrate wins with their donors. That's not us just giving them money and wishing them the best. Uh, We're walking right alongside them to give them everything that they need to go raise their own funds. That's really cool. So how do you guys decide what organizations to partner with? Oh, it's uh, it's kind of tough to get in, really. The uh, bandwidth issues that we have right now, you know, we wish we could serve everybody doing great work out there, but we're really looking for groups with uh, tremendous backgrounds of success and those that can show us that they're ready to grow. So we take each of our potential partners uh, through a 12-stage vetting process where we're looking at some financial history and accountability as well as uh, their vision for the future. You know, one of my mentors said, you're never going to get a $10 million check without a $10 million vision. So to be able to meet uh, these partners or potential partners, see what their vision for the future is and identify those that might have those $10 million uh, goals or even uh, goals that, you know, might not cost that much, but are going to impact a tremendous amount of people. That's what we're looking for, because uh, those are the groups that are really not afraid of hard work and are going to go kick some serious butt and go help a lot of folks. That's really cool. So now is your team all salaried through your own fundraising as a 501c3? Yeah, yeah everybody uh, everybody on Unseen's full-time staff is a salaried employee. We don't we don't ask any of our part or our uh, team members to raise their own funds. Okay. And we actually encourage most of our partners to get away with uh, what I would say is a pretty antiquated model as well that if you are saying that you know this this body is very diverse yet you are handcuffing some of your greatest talent or leadership by their ability to go raise their own funds i think that's a little silly and so uh yeah that's the stance that we've taken and um no it's not for everybody but it's fun to be able to allow our team members to really go serve our partners with everything that they've got and not have to be distracted with, um, you know, having to go raise their funds or if they're struggling to raise funds, not being able to go serve somebody that could really, really use their help. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a prerequisite to working with Unseen that an organization can't be functioning with that model? No, not at all. Nope. Everybody's on a different journey. So that's what we say. And that's what we've uh, kind of set as the way that we're doing business. And it's gone really well. Um, but a lot of organizations, you know, might be under a different, um, fiscal host or an organization's, you know, guidelines that that's just how it is sometimes. So we'll work with, work with that if they've got, uh, if they've got some legs and are a great fit. Okay, cool. Interesting. 
So can you share uh, maybe uh, what you guys are doing to communicate the stories of how God's moving through your ministry at Unseen and then also the organizations that you're partnering with? Because your model is interesting where you're you're coming alongside and, and partnering with these organizations you serve. So mm-hmm. there's stories, obviously, of how God's working through you guys at Unseen and then how most definitely he's working through the organizations you partner with, right? So can you share maybe mm-hmm. an example of each? Uh, yeah, you know, I think the the bulk of the stories that we would share are the ones that are cleared by our partners to go and share, you know, with our donors. We are very, very aware of some of the limitations of our partners that are dealing with very vulnerable people and very uh, sensitive subject matter. And so oftentimes those stories can't be shared, uh, but we can share them in, in general terms, right? So a win for our partners is really what our donors are wanting to celebrate as well. Uh, that can be, you know, new rescue efforts underway or brothel doors getting kicked down, uh, or it can be major accomplishments on their funding. You know, we've, we've seen, uh, some huge breakthroughs just in what our partners are able to do in their own fundraising efforts. And so we'll share those with our donors as well. And they get really excited about both, but Uh, We do look at each of these relationships as a true partnership. And so uh, in that, we are very careful about, you know, the material that we do share. And a lot of our partners are following us, you know, on social media, I think all of them. And uh, and so, yeah, we share it just as it is and as it happens. But, you know, we don't have a, a big disconnect between those two. Between the stories you're sharing for for Unseen and the stories you're sharing on the behalf of the organizations you serve. Yeah, we'll say, you know, hey, one of our partners in Southeast Asia just rescued this many kids. We're celebrating with them. Thank you for being a part of this work. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you guys approach fundraising as a 501c3? What does your approach look like throughout the year uh, as you, get, you guys continue to yeah. increase support for Unseen and then as you – help organizations that you partner with strategize around their own fundraising? Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, all, I would say 99% of our fundraising has been uh, donor-driven until this point, that uh, we have not explored many government grants. Um, we do have corporations and uh, local businesses that are supporting us as well. But the majority of our fundraising has been uh, just from private families giving. We haven't had a big push for um, for grants, but do have a grant writer that's contracted with us in exploring some uh, some larger grants, you know, to be able to move things forward. And we're not against um, any of those. Uh, we're just uh, very sensitive to how thick the rope tied to any dollar would be. Mm. And so, yeah, we have turned down you know a lot of funds in the past uh, that we. It's never easy to do, but um, we want what's best for our partners, want what's best for the people that they're serving. And uh, donor-driven funds are uh, so nimble to deploy, and it's easy to write back to you know a family that's given and say, hey, here's exactly what your gift did. And uh, to be able to celebrate that after the fact, rather than you know a lot of times um, foundation dollars, will have set goals that need to be achieved. And that's something that we're hearing from many of our partners and our potential partners right now is, 
if you have a very small percentage of your funds that are coming from donors, uh, if it's all tied to, you know, say a couple of large foundation gifts, well, the, the tricky thing there is if those foundations go away, a lot of your work can, can go away as well. Mm-hmm. And so having a nimble, uh, widespread net in a big portfolio of donors is, I think, a really important thing. And is that something you consult on with your partners as well and, and try to encourage them to move oh, yeah. towards that model? Yeah, it's all it's all part of the uh, the roadmaps that we're giving to our partners. And um, that's a, a big piece of what we're talking through with many of them. Yeah. So as you guys figure it out for yourselves and, and create strategies for fundraising for Unseen, you can then go and as practitioners guide the organizations you're partnering with. Yeah, well, you know, one of I think – in college, the best uh, professors are those that have actually worked before. Right. And so I don't think that we're unique in that situation here. Certainly, if we, you know, develop new um, systems or tools, we share everything with our partners and, and give all of that to them. But we're also working with um, uh, some research firms and some foundations that have done a tremendous amount of this work before and are using um, that in uh, the curriculum that we're developing for our partners. Mm. How are you guys strategizing and what's your approach for your strategy for donor care? Uh, as far as follow-up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I want everything that um, Unseen is celebrating to go back out to our donors. And so if we get a story of, you know, little girls that are being rescued from trafficking on the sexual trafficking side or families, you know, that are being um, set free on the labor trafficking side, we got to get that out to our donors. I believe this is a two-way street. Um, donors don't want to throw their money down a wishing well and hope that it really does something well. Um, and the thank you becomes a really important piece in that. To, uh, to be able to thank each of our donors well, include them on this journey with us, and really see them as um, key stakeholders within this organization. Now, offline, you mentioned that you guys have some pretty impressive stats to support the work that you're doing and, and the partnerships um, or the other growth that your partners are seeing by coming alongside Unseen. It, I'm, I'm assuming that communicating to your donors that quantifiable change has been pretty powerful as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, with uh, with uh, limited dollars going out to, you know, organizations, our partners or our, our supporters want to know what their gifts are actually doing and what they're investing in. And so for us to be able to say, hey, here's what we did with your money and here's the result of this work, that's a it's a really fun part to be able to share with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's shift a little bit and talk about uh, marketing. I know that you guys aren't a creative agency, but you partner with creatives, right? Yeah, I mean, we are we are providing um, creative material for each of our partners. So we are producing that work, and uh, we don't have creatives on staff with us. At this time, our dollars go a lot further if we are bringing uh creatives who are already doing awesome work in yeah so we're facilitating that and producing that for sure and so are you are you paying attention to marketing techniques and and changes in the marketing landscape that um could 
Like what kind of advice could you give to organizations that you're working with and the organizations that are um, lined up to work with unseen in that, in that marketing space um, that could be some tips for success in this ever changing marketing landscape? Well, for, for the partners that are in unseen system, I'd say they have a pretty front row seat to all of that because yeah, that's, our partnership managers, our project managers are, are taking a look at yeah, shifting trends and uh, also what donors specifically are um, paying attention to. So not just on the marketing front, you know, for general marketing, but donor specific marketing. And I think that's a niche that we've been able to fill very well. And, um, you know, if you just go to a creative agency or a large studio, Oftentimes, they aren't even going to know uh, from the donor-driven communication side of the house um, because there is a difference there. And so I think that's something that Unseen's partners uh, can really key in on. For anybody else that just wants to you know, dive into donor communication, uh, there's a really good resource out there called Next After. Um, have you checked them out yet? I have not. Uh, yeah, so they have spent a tremendous amount of money looking at what um, what donors actually respond to, specifically in the digital marketing space. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they gave all of that information away. And so all of it is out there for anybody to grab and uh, for anybody willing to read through their reports and actually take a look at what they're saying. They've, they've got some really good info out there. Now, are they are they an organization structured in, in a similar way to you, or are they just a research organization? Uh, more of a research organization and um, large consultant. Okay, cool. So for a resource for our listeners, they'd be able to go and take a look at some of the research that Next After did and, and kind of find some yeah, cool techniques yeah. and tricks to use in the marketing space specifically for a donor base. I, wouldn't, uh, I probably wouldn't call them tricks. Uh, they're... They are robust uh, system change kinds of pieces down to, uh, you know, how's your donation page structured? What kind of information are you putting on there? And they do webinars, all sorts of stuff. They're they're a great company. That's pretty cool. Um, how are you guys keeping your donors engaged and supporters engaged and excited about your organization and then also teaching and strategizing your partners, the ministries that come alongside you or the organizations that come alongside unseen. Like what does that kind of look like to keep in a, a donor base engaged and excited about the work you guys are doing? Yeah, I think that's one of the big challenges for uh, any growing organization is uh, matching, matching uh, what you've done for your early adopters with those that are coming in and, you know, as our donor base has grown, our bandwidth hasn't always grown with that. And so to keep donors engaged and excited, I think takes regular communication and, and thanks in ways that they're actually going to respond to. And our partners are struggling with the same things. You know, oftentimes there's, there are thousands of miles of ocean between our partners and the work that they're doing and that the tough stuff that they're seeing every day and the people who are giving money to them. And so we're always looking for ways to um, button up those lines of communication and make this a much clearer, uh, you know, celebratory experience for our partners or 
just make it a very transparent experience because it's not always good stuff, right? Um, that donors want to be a part of these missions, I think. And so figuring out what your donors' needs actually are, uh, getting that into a donor management system that's going to make sense and that uh, allows you to actually keep up with people is tremendously important. The the number one factor for donors dropping off or, you know, for not giving to you anymore is that they don't feel like they're making a difference anymore. And so, you know, we've gone through a number of systems and have learned a ton just about, you know, what, what that looks like. And I think everybody, <laughs> everybody who's offered Salesforce is free for nonprofit deal uh, has realized that that's not always the best resource for a small team that is uh, that is looking to just talk to their donors consistently, send out you know updates, and make sure they're not missing anybody. Mm. Now you mentioned that you guys are offline. You mentioned you're not a storytelling agency, but I'm um, I'm sure based on how you guys are structured, you view the importance or or see the importance of storytelling and how communicating the stories of what is going on globally in this human trafficking space is incredibly important and communicating the hope that does exist within that dark space is incredibly important. Um, oh, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think that the trouble is, um, oftentimes we leave it as just that, that if there's no practical application to those stories, then it's, it's just another great story that might be out there. Um, but if we can actually engage with donors and corporations, foundations, you name it, to say, hey, here's the story of this one individual. Here's how that relates to a broader population of people. Here's what this organization is doing to actually impact these lives. And then here's how you can get involved with some, you know, actual strategy coming from our partners in that. That's the difference. And that's my hesitation to storytelling organizations or, you know, folks who would say, well, I'm a storyteller for nonprofits. It's uh, that's great. But what does your data show? You know, is this actually driving people towards actual impact? Because, man, our partners, the folks that are out there, practitioners who are doing um, anti-trafficking and root cause work day in and day out are tired, overwhelmed and to throw something on to say, Hey, let's go tell a great story together. Unless, uh, they, unless I can see, you know, the light at the end of that long tunnel yeah, man, that's a tough one to tackle. But if we can say, Hey, let's go, uh, <laughs> let's go raise a bunch of money so that you can go impact more people. Cause this, none of this is about money, right? Mm -hmm. We're not in this for the money, but without the money missions go away. And so to be able to, to connect those two worlds together, I think is a very important piece. Right. There has to be a strategy to, in support of your storytelling and communication that is not just storytelling for the sake of storytelling, but um, a purpose behind why, why you're communicating those stories. Yeah. Well, Than, this has been uh, some really great content, and, and I think this is going to be great for our listeners. Uh, if you had two or three tips you could share with an organization to um, just give light to maybe what you guys are doing and the, the success you're seeing um, with the partners that you're working with, what would those what would those tips be? Hmm, that seems like a very loaded question. <laughs> a couple tips. 
Um, this is all, it's really tough. I mean, don't, don't be discouraged by being discouraged. Like everybody goes through seasons and, um, there's two ways to fundraise. Uh, one is our need to have as an organization. So we need monthly support. We need to buy a new van. We need to, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and that, that puts all of your donors money in our court. But the other side of it is, uh, every single donor has a tremendous need to give as well. So are we looking at it as our need to have or our donors need to give? And by simply inviting donors to join already tremendous, uh, causes, uh, that puts that ownership into your donors' hands to say, hey, here's where we're going, here's where God's leading, and here's what he's doing. And if you guys want to be a part of that, here's your opportunity to do so. Uh, because whether it's taxes only or it's part of their tithe or you know whatever it is, a lot of times donors have a need to give. And we're, we're so good at forgetting that. And so uh, put some of that ownership in your donors' court. Let them respond to what you're already doing. And if you're not getting a response, maybe take a look at your messaging, take a look at how you're communicating your mission and uh, let the market speak for itself. That sounds like you've read The Giver and the Gift. I have not. You have not? No. That's a book by uh, Peter Greer. He's the executive Hmm. director of Hope International and kind of the same premise that it's viewing (laughs) viewing your donor base as... Uh, need to be a, a desire to be a part of something and partner with an organization and, and view your donors or fundraising as an opportunity for your donors to be a part of what God's already doing rather than this desire to try to get them to give money. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I actually borrowed that one from a good friend of mine named Scott Holdman over at the impact foundation who, uh, who does a lot of training and uh, has provided a lot of resources uh, regarding uh, donor relationships. But cool. I'm sure he, uh, he and Pete would get along great. I'm sure. Well, Dan, thank you so much. Can I pray quickly for Unseen and, you, and yeah, your organization? Do. Absolutely. Fathers, thank you for Than and his leadership over his team and, and this vision that you've given him to partner with organizations to um, increase the work that they're doing in the human trafficking space. It's such a... Um, dark and evil space. And so I thank you for their willingness to step into that and um, show the hope of how you're working in that dark space, Father. We know that you're working in incredible ways. And um, so we just thank you that you've uh, invited us into partnership in that. And um, thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of what you're already doing. Lord, I pray that you would grow unseen, that you would grow their impact and effectiveness and reach. Father, I pray that you would grow their Um, strategies as they help organizations um, grow their own impacts. And um, I just lift up Than and his team and um, pray for clear direction, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Than, can I, uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you or stay up to date on what you guys are doing at Unseen? Yeah, well, you know, for probably the most immediate updates, you can check out our Facebook page. uh, And if you want to uh, see the, this year's annual report or get involved in any way, you can head to weareunseen.org. Perfect. Well, thank you again for being on the show, and uh, we just will continue to pray for your guys' growth and impact. Uh, excellent. Well, thanks for having me, and thanks for all the work you're doing. 
No problem. Thanks, Dan. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ministry Grow Show. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other ministry directors and pastors, or know someone who would be an incredible guest on the Ministry Grow Show, let us know. We love connecting with ministry executives and sharing their wisdom and insight with our audience. Just send us an email at info at reliantcreative.org. And lastly, if you need help telling your ministry story, we would love to share how we can help in that process. Check out Reliant Creative at reliantcreative.org. See you next time.